Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. The UK state pension age is has been moved, and it, it, it now officially is at 66. Uh, this, this was previously 65 for men, and it, it will eventually reach six, 68, and could even reach 70 uh, by the time some of you younger guys reach uh, the official retirement age. Of course, women uh, used to be able to retire at 60 and that's been phased out a long time ago and there's been protests and court cases over that, which which the women lost. I think they were called WASPies, Women's Against Pension Increase or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, um, it, it, it's quite a, a big move. Um, you know, the state pension is, is a bit like a Ponzi scheme, really, that you know, they don't have a, a fund as such. They don't have any fund to say, well, you put your money in and we'll invest it for you. And then at, at, at retirement, we're going to give you a return on the money. No, the money just comes in and the people who are retired are being paid by the people who are uh, uh, paying into it now. So the younger people putting their money in through national insurance contributions and tax are funding the people who are retired. So that's what a definition of a Ponzi scheme is. You remember Bernie Madoff, uh, who made off with people's money, pardon the pun, but he uh, took money in and he was giving fantastic returns, but it relied on new money coming in all the time to pay people that were already drawing benefits or getting interest on their money. And when that new money runs out, of course, the scheme collapses. Uh, and, And I think Ponzi was originally Italian fraudster but they're all known as ponzi schemes it's not to say that the state pension scheme is doing anything illegal but if you you and i tried to set up a scheme like this we'd probably be arrested and it's a similar thing in america um and these schemes were set up after the war here uh when people didn't live that long in retirement most people were, were lucky to sort of reach 65 and may live you know a couple of years in retirement i mean everybody smoked and you know lived an unhealthy lifestyle but just general life expectancy wasn't as high so they could say yes we'll give you a pension at 60 or 65 60 for women 65 for men and they didn't expect people to live more than a couple of years in that on average i mean on average into that retirement age but of course now people are living longer uh, they're, they're fitter and healthier in general. I mean, there's still a lot of disease about, but, you know, you see people now who are 70 that look like they're 50 and, you know, they're, they're, they're riding bikes and going out and playing golf every day and uh, doing active things, even jogging and running marathons, even people in their 80s. You know, I, I know people in my Rotary Club, 93 years old, still still going strong, plays golf every week comes to the club dressed in a, a nice uh, tweed jacket and a tie, looks very strong, got a firm handshake. You know, this guy is going to go on forever. Um, and, and there are a lot of people like that. And, and so the, the, the state paying out his pension have, have kind of lost the bet. They, they thought he, he would be gone long ago, but they're still paying out his money. And, you know, he's, he's won the, the bet. And that, that will be the same thing for his um, 
uh, he's actually a retired doctor. So the NHS would be paying out his his pension scheme for much longer than they would originally expect. And I, I worked for uh, NatWest Bank many years ago, and I was told then that the average uh, length of time that somebody lives in retirement was less than two years, uh, which, which is incredible. So they had all this money going into the scheme, uh, but you know they weren't paying out very much. But I expect that's changed now. Uh, so there's no fund. There's no you know uh, there's no investment fund. So as long as new people come into the scheme, they're okay. And and this is why you know some people say that countries like Germany, which has got an aging population, has said, yeah, bring in bring in migrants, bring in asylum seekers, because they're the young people who are going to pay for uh, older people's retirement. And these are people actually in retirement now. But definitely the ratio has changed between the number of people in work as as opposed to the number of people in retirement. There are more and more people in retirement and less and less people in work to pay for them. And then with with these jobs disappearing, how are they going to fund this scheme in the future? You know, with, with millions of jobs set to disappear through artificial intelligence, robotic technology, uh, offshoring jobs as, as it is happening. People, you know, more people working from home using technology will eventually lead to more offshoring and, um, you know, the technology doing the job of the people. So it's a big problem for the government. And, you know, funding st- state pension schemes is enormous cost. It, it makes up a huge amount of the, the state budget. It costs billions. So so just, just to re- reiterate then, the age at which the majority of UK retirees qualify for the state pension is now officially 66 uh, and, and this has been changing for a number of years. For men and women born between 1954 and 1960, they will miss out on at least a year's state pension and will only start receiving their pension a year later at 66. And that's worth £175 a week, which is you know not a lot of money, uh, but it's still something. It's, you know, it's thousands of pounds. Um, you know, what are we talking about? Um, eight, nine thousand pounds a year. So they've missed that eight, nine thousand pounds. That's gone. Plus, They've missed what, you know, the top ups and, and, and the, the state increases on that money that they would have had from the start. So it amounts to a big loss of thousands of pounds after people have paid in for the qualifying 35 years, have paid all their taxes and national insurance. Um, but as I said, there's no fund there. The government just uses that money on general expenditure and, and running the country. In fact, the amount people earn in tax and, and pay into these schemes over the years is not a lot of money because you think when you start work, you're earning next to nothing and, and then you build up and build up and eventually you, you peak and then it goes down. Uh, so the scheme is not very well devised because, you know, people are, are not probably not paying in enough to, to, to actually give them a pension, in, you know, for, for, for 10 or 20 years in retirement. It just doesn't add up. If you think about the amount of tax people pay now, you know, on 12,500, you don't pay any tax and then you only pay a small amount of tax after that. So, you know, if you actually add up all the tax you've paid over the years, it probably doesn't amount to enough to give you a, a, a pension for, for many years in the future. So just, just think about the people who say, oh, I pay my tax, I paid all these years. Yeah, but that money has been used to, to run the country, to pay for the, the schools and the hospitals and the doctors and the police and the army and, you know, the roads and everything. That, that money is just general expenditure. So, so there you go. Now, it gets worse for people born later than 1960. The government will gradually phase in 
uh, an increase in state pension to 67, then 68. And eventually we'll probably all have to work until age 70. Now I'm going to put a link up on, on uh, my Facebook page and on my blog, moneytipsdaily.com. So you can check your, your state age, your, your entitlement and when you get your money. Obviously, it doesn't mean that the state pension age is when you have to retire you can retire any time people retire in their 40s and 50s some people choose to go on working you know into their you know until they die almost until their 80s and 90s but it, it's just a, a it's called retirement age it doesn't mean you have to retire and obviously most people won't be able to afford to retire on 175 pounds a week i mean what does that buy you you know um okay you you may not have a mortgage but you might be renting you 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 know and, and most people actually need some form of benefits in retirement. Most people retire pretty much broke, no savings. After all the years they've been earning, they retire pretty much broke and dependent on, on the state. So, so they would get top up benefits, maybe a housing benefit for their rent uh, and whatever. But even if you, you retire and you've got a big house and you've got no mortgage, you still have to run the house. You know, a lot of people can't afford to even heat their homes because they're in uh, they haven't got enough income. They're asset rich and, and uh, income poor. And, you know, they have to, re- to revert to things like home home retirement loans where they'll get a loan, uh, you know, basically a mortgage to, to live on until they die. And then that loan is paid off when, when they die. There are a lot of schemes like that now where people have to borrow money to to heat their home, to, to do repairs on their home, to change the, the windows and, and the heating system, all that sort of thing. Uh, there are a lot of people in that position. That's why when you buy a house where, say, an old couple have been living there for 30 or 40 years, you find that nothing's been done to the house. It's still it's still from the 1970s or even older, and you have to do a total refurb on it. A lot of people like that. It's not because they don't want to do it. It's probably because they've just run out of money to do these things. Uh, now, the pension age, the pension does increase uh, and, and the, the Chancellor said there will be a triple lock pledge held in place. That means that the, the pension will increase in line with either the highest of average earnings uh, uh, or uh, inflation or 2.5 percent. But that that's going to be difficult to maintain and, and we could see that disappearing in the future. So think about this. How are you going to be able to afford to retire? Think about how, how you're going to be able to manage. Are you saving into a pension scheme? Uh, do, do you do you invest in property to, to, to maybe save for, reti- for retirement? How, how are you going to manage? Because clearly £175 a week is not going to, to give you very much. And, you know, you may be one of these people have to decide whether to, you know, eat or 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 heat or heat, you know, eat or heat. You know, can you afford to eat well or 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 heat your home? You know, there, there are millions of people like that and the millions, millions more are going to be like that as you know, the pension benefit sort of tapers away. Companies now are not providing very good pension schemes anymore like they used to. So whereas people had, you know, cast iron, final salary pension schemes, now they're into what what is called defined contribution schemes, which very much depend on, on what the stock market does. So, so think about that. Um, now, the other day I looked at, a, 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 I attended a very good webinar. It's called How to Heal Your your money wounds the Japanese way by Ken Honda, and he's the number one best-selling development guru in Japan. 
And he, he, he goes, he basically takes you on a journey through the, the webinar, teaching you the Japanese art of healing your money wounds. Because a lot of people have money issues. You know, they think money is bad. Money's the root of all evil and all that sort of stuff. So he talks about making peace with your money. And, you know, that could be the, the first step you need. Maybe a change in your, your mindset, your attitude. Um, and, you know, for, for many people, Money is still a source of fear, anger, stress. You know, think about the arguments that, you know, went on in my house when I was a kid when, you know, they're always arguing. My dad, I haven't got, where have I got money? I haven't got money. I'm not made of money. All these sorts of things. There were always arguments about money. It's a big cause of divorce even. So we like to think that money is the centre of our lives, of course, but can challenges our belief. So he talks about more liberating perceptions about money and, you know, delivering concrete tools to have, you know, to bring you changes, positive changes in your life with money. So have a look at the link there and um, just just check that link out there at the bottom of the page and you can join this free masterclass, basically. You, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just, just, just join that free masterclass. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 